to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Welcome back, mamas. You are on our seventh podcast. And we have um, Leah today, and she is going to be speaking on hormonal health for women. Leah, do you want to give a brief introduction? Yes. Well, I have to give you kudos that you're keeping track of what number you're on because (laughs) I don't do that. (laughs) Um, Yes. So my name is Leah Brueggemann. I'm actually Nikki's cousin, and I'm a functional diagnostic practitioner. And I specialize in helping women balance their hormones naturally. So I'm a mama to two little boys and I come from a family of boys. I only have one sister and I have six brothers. So I feel like I might be destined for the boy route. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I went to college for music and then I took a really sharp pivot when my health went downstream very, very fast. And that's what kind of, you know, catapulted me into the holistic world and trying to figure out what was going on. Um, I had debilitating periods. I had really low progesterone. So I wouldn't have been able to get pregnant. Um, And my cycles were super irregular. So fast forward, I was able to regulate my cycles and get painless periods. And I have two um, healthy baby boys. And so now I help women do that. So I help women um, balance their hormones naturally through nutrition, lifestyle, using functional labs, and really just helping them get their energy back so they can play with their kids, you know, play with their grandkids in the future, you know, not have to take off sick days for work because their periods are debilitating, you know, not have to be locked in their house (laughs) for the first day of their period because they're bleeding so heavy, um, finally get their periods back. So Pretty much anything, if it has to do with hormones, from migraines to fatigue, I've probably seen it at this point. Well, and you've also even helped me on just something random. I was having peripheral neuropathy. So, I mean, everything is like placed together. It's connected. Um, yeah, it really is. Yeah. I, I want to back up too. So uh, Leah's mom, my aunt, oh, has I helped me throughout voice. the years with um, everything for my kids. So. Um, her mom is very holistic and I just can't imagine how much you've already been armed up just living under your mom's roof. And then also just like having a focus like you have and, and doing what you're doing now. And it's not surprising how successful you've been, but I really, I've always trusted your mom and now I have you too, which has been so good for me and in the family. Um, but what I love about you the most in your mom is it's more natural, uh, not conventional, yeah. of course, but it's not it's not like a bunch of rabbit holes either. Like try all these things and all this. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. what's going on in your diet? What are you eating and things like that? And I'm like, if you can like break it down and go to your diet first, or like, are you sleeping Mm -hmm. in some basics? Um, So anyways, I'm very fortunate to have you guys in my family. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that when you're in the holistic world, 
I feel like there's a few different camps and I was actually talking to some of my clients about this recently because I only work with men when it's like a fertility couple. I don't just work mm -hmm. with men outside of that. And she's like, why can't you just expand? Because my husband needs X, Y, Z and we want the lifestyle and the nutrition and they want that really guided support. And then there's people who just they have come from Western medicine and Western medicine is so good in acute situations, you know, yeah. you yeah. need it in yeah, an acute sure. situation. But when it comes to more chronic things, it's not as useful because it's really about building up that vitality of the body. And so I feel like if people have gotten screwed in some way or other with Western medicine, they tend to just be like, I am an avid researcher and I'm just going to try and figure these things out by myself. And while they may get to their end goal, you spend so much money and so much mm -hmm. time getting there because you are just trying random stuff. Because you, you don't understand. I'm not going to eat this yeah. for 55 days. Yeah. And like, well, what if that did nothing for you? Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm that's a very specific number. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, these days, these trends are like that. So <laughs> just that. Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> well, moving into um, the first question that we had for you that we want to tee up. So um, this podcast is about mamas and helping mamas. So we have our first guest speaker, which is you, an expert guest speaker, I should say. So can you give us a list or what are some signs or top three signs that a woman or a mama might have a hormonal imbalance? Yeah. So I feel like you can just go check, check, check. I'm going to actually thank you so much, Landon. You brought me some water. Um, so Aww. I'm going to actually go a little bit um, backwards here. So I want to talk about, I feel like most symptoms actually can be linked to hormonal imbalance. And I would like to cover some of the causes as to why, if that works. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So most of the symptoms that you kind of have with hormones are super low sex drive. I feel like I don't know why, but yeah. I feel like I need to lead off with that one when it comes to moms. Yep. Um, hair loss, um, low energy, extreme fatigue, um, mood swings, um, painful periods, missing periods, irregular periods, super heavy periods, um, spotting before your periods. Hey, bud bud, I need you to be quiet, okay? It doesn't go over. Um, and so you probably feel like you fit into one of those categories. Either your periods are weird or you're really tired. You have really low sex drive or your hair is just not um, coming back as you would like it. You can't lose weight. Even if you are eating well, you're exercising and you always get that mid-afternoon crash. You feel wired but tired. You just have these angry outbursts at your kids. And we always come back to like, oh, I need to be a better mom. I need to have more patience. I need to do right. this. I need to do that. <clears throat> and maybe it's just an imbalance, okay? Now, the thing that is very tricky when it comes to hormones is that hormones are downstream. So if you are experiencing hormonal issues, something went wrong upstream a long time ago. Mm. And so when we are working on balancing hormones, 
we aren't directly manipulating your hormones. You're actually going upstream and figuring out what caused them to be off. How do we support the rise and fall of your hormones? And how do you support the symptoms that trigger things? Um, the best example I can give of this is a lot of women really uh, connect with symptoms of low progesterone. Mm -hmm. And so the first line of defense is let's go on a progesterone cream. Now, if you are pregnant and you have low progesterone, I will be the first person to tell you to get your butt to the doctor and get on a progesterone suppository or an injection, like get on the progesterone. But if you are menstruating, like you are not pregnant and you have low progesterone, progesterone cream isn't going to fix your issues. And you may come back and fight me on that and be like, Leah, but all my symptoms went away. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. So when you came off the progesterone cream, what happened? Well, all my symptoms came back. And then I had other ones because pro low progesterone is a symptom of something else. It's causing things like your something is going on that's causing progesterone to be off. So if you're supplementing with progesterone, it's not fixing the issue. It right. is what I would like to call a holistic band-aid. And then what happens is your symptoms are going to crop up in other areas because we still haven't fixed the issue. Okay. So most of the things that cause hormonal imbalance, one of the biggest ones is stress. Oh, and wait. we can talk about that. <laughs> we can't relate. <laughs> no. um, can that alone but, cause your like just being stressed as a mom? Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. But, but like, I feel like that's depressing when you hear it, mm -hmm. but I want to tell you that it really is not about living a stress-free lifestyle because you are never going to live in a stress-free lifestyle unless, I don't know, you just go live on another planet. It's not going to happen, but what you can learn to do is regulate your nervous system. And you can get your nervous system to be more adaptive to stress. You can have enough nutrients that your nervous system does what it needs to do. But you know, when I, when I hear moms talk about that, where I'm just losing my marbles and I just want to yell at my kids, I, I immediately, like the first thing that comes into my mind is not, oh my gosh, you have, you know, no patience as a mom. I immediately am like, oh my Lanta, your minerals are probably so depleted that your myelin sheath is just fried and you can't yeah. take anymore. And that is the biggest thing. Like it's number one is stress. And so it's, if we can support the nervous system and we can regulate your nervous system and we can build up your body, you can handle these things, right? You can handle them. Yeah. And, and I say this very, very confidently because I have uh, worked with women with special needs kids. You can't touch the microphone because that will make their earbuds go boom in your head. Um, and I feel like all mom's lives are stressful, but yeah. when you also have a special needs kiddo and we have been able to bring up her progesterone significantly, significantly to support her in this pregnancy. So don't, don't look at stress as a death sentence, but it is number one. Um, the next one, which also I feel like feeds into stress is mineral deficiencies. So this is so widespread because we are very much an overfed and an undernourished society. Mm -hmm. So that's a really big one um, that's going to be affecting you. And then gut issues are going to be another one because our gut needs to metabolize. You know, our liver needs to um, metabolize and move 
and move those hormones along. So I would say those are the biggest drivers. Um, and everybody can have like other things, you know, depending on what's going on. You know, some people have, you know, parasites and some people have heavy metals and some people have Lyme disease and some people have mold, you know, but I feel like that's not everybody. You know, we tend to hear these bigger diagnoses and we want to just, you know, latch on because we've been suffering for a really long time. But sometimes it's really not the big diagnosis. It's just something basic. So, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say for minerals, what do you recommend for that? Like, just to do. So, when it comes to minerals, um, I don't really recommend supplementing because all your minerals interact together. So if you're going to high dose supplement something without knowing what your levels are, you're going to throw other things out of whack and you're not going to feel so good. Um, so if you want to get super specific, I what I run is a hair tissue mineral analysis so we can get very specific on what minerals you need and the dosages. But if you're someone that's like, okay, but what can I do today? to start supporting my minerals. What I would recommend, if you're gonna just support your general minerals, getting a good quality Celtic sea salt um, is great. I like Redmond sea salt, plain old Celtic sea salt, and I'm no pink salt. That's really high in heavy metals, so be careful no with your way. pink salts. Okay, say um, that one more I, time. Wow, I did not know that. I know. That's depressing. Oh, it's so depressing. Yeah. That so, so good. The, the pink salt. <laughs> yeah. The but hey, um, certain pink salts are, if depending on where they source from, they're lower in, mm -hmm. in heavy metals. Um, I really like Redmond sea salt. They have a mix and they're really good. Um, Celtic sea salt. Redmond's you can get at most grocery stores. Celtic sea salt you can get at most grocery stores. Your iodinized like mm -hmm. salt you can just toss that in the garbage that mm -hmm. has no minerals in it so mm -hmm. when people say i need to watch my sodium it's not <laughs> i'm taking notes <laughs> <laughs> that's fine <laughs> um quality see like when you have to watch your sodium they're not talking they like packaged foods the processed sodium that has no minerals in it is not what we're looking for right it's not it's not going to affect you so anyways that my that is my like number one thing i would start with is getting a good quality um salt um and then what i would recommend is in terms of minerals like uh you, some electrolytes can be really good. You can get in some electrolytes. Those are a great check for tons of added sugar. Don't move the microphone. Tons Why? of, because then they can't hear me. Tons of added sugar. Make sure you're not getting that in there. Um, and check for fillers like carrageenan and maltodextrone, you know, those things that they try and sneak into your quote unquote healthy foods. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a great way to start. I, I love more mineral rich food, like seaweed snacks are great. Um, getting in some kombu or some kelp, those are really great. Um, beef liver, if you can get some grass fed beef liver, that is very, very so nutrient yummy. dense. It's yeah. another good one to get in. And I, I don't know about you, I think that is nasty. Okay. But <laughs> you can, uh, you can yeah. mix it up with your ground beef. You won't taste it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I've heard of that before. So yeah. those are some good ways to start. Um, what is this? That's lip gloss. So the what one, about, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, 
I was just going to tell you the one supplement you can take that is not going to displace things is going to be magnesium. 78% of women in the U.S. are deficient in magnesium. And so that would be a great place to start. Um, and I am not your provider, so I can't tell you what dosage to take, you know, but I will say that I personally like to take anywhere from three to five times my body weight in milligrams. Okay. And that isn't internally? Yeah, I like taking it internally um, because you can track your dosage a little bit better, obviously. Um, I also do it externally. I'll do like a magnesium lotion mm -hmm. and I'll do magnesium baths. So those are really great. And then I love getting in potassium rich foods because potassium is your stress mineral. The more stressed you are, the more depleted potassium gets. And you need potassium to absorb magnesium. So isn't this like interesting? See, here we go with the correlation of how they're all working together. But, and again, that's why I would not supplement with potassium. That one, that that's really iffy depending on your levels, but potassium rich foods, knock yourself out. So going back to that and you, you kind of already hit on it. So if you're a mom and you are super stressed, with, which is a big driver for hormonal imbalance, um, other than eating potassium rich foods, is there like something else you can do, even if it's outside of what you eat or put in your body to help? Offset yeah. That? Um, so in terms of like supporting your body with stress, like outside of food, um, really supporting your adrenals is important. The, the biggest thing that I actually recommend outside of food is learning to regulate your nervous system. And I feel like this is a loaded topic. You could have a whole podcast episode on this, <laughs> Yeah, but moms need to learn to unload their stress bucket before it hits the roof. And by that, I don't mean take bubble baths. I don't mean like go have a spa day. You have to bring down your stress bucket every day. And you guys may subconsciously be doing this, not on purpose sometimes. And it's really just becoming intentional with how you can do this very regularly. So ways that I have my clients do that would be like bringing in some EFT tapping. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. Um, it stands for emotional freedom technique. Have you guys ever done that? The tapping? Yeah, the that. Tapping? Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit. That can A be useful. Bit. I mean, it can be helpful. Um, for some women, they really connect with that. Um, doing some breath work can be really, really useful. Um, and the best one that I've found for like really busy moms is just coming back and learning to be present in your body. So when things start getting crazy, you're just like frazzled and you're just running around and you're like, I don't know what to do. Like everything's going crazy. This is nuts. And literally sitting here and like, you could just rub your hands back and forth like that. Um, it starts to like just bring you back out of your mind, back into your body. Squeezing your forearms is really good. And then 
awareness is my is my next one that I love. And all of these can be done like if you're at a doctor's office or you're in the car, right? And you and you need to do something to be like, wow, I just want to scream at everybody or I'm going to lose my marbles. Um, but literally noticing three things outside of you and really <laughs> taking time to like, oh, my wall has a brown spot on it or like it's textured weird and relating that to something yeah that too which may you may be like oh my goodness now i gotta clean some more (laughs) um but i find that to be useful and then noticing three things inside of you so really it's just we we spend so much time on all of these outside things, right? You're always rushing from thing to thing to thing. And so setting alarms on your phone two to three times a day to just check in. Where am I? Am I super stressed? Do I feel present? Do I feel like I want to fight somebody? Um, And if you are in that fight or flight, move the energy. You know, I feel like we're constantly always like, can I become Zen? And it's like, sometimes you don't need to become Zen. Maybe you need to move the energy. Maybe you need to do some jumping jacks. Maybe you need to do some squats. Maybe you don't need to go on a walk. Maybe you need to go on a run. And then and then you can come back and calm yourself. But you need to move the energy first. So I really think it starts with stop trying to constantly be this Zen person, but really check in with where you are in your nervous system. Are you in fight or flight? Are you in shutdown and you just want to go hide in a corner or are you feeling pretty present? And then doing a regulating exercise to kind of come back into your body. And I set times to do that every day because. No, not right now. Um, if you're constantly out of your nervous system and in your mind and constantly reacting to situations instead of stepping ahead of them, stress will take over. Now do, you, um, now, do you believe in um, grounding believe to help in that? Grounding to, to help that to release energy. Release energy. I do like grounding. Um, I think that it's really useful for somebody who is in shutdown. Like, you know, they just want to crawl into the hole Mm -hmm. going outside. That would be something that moves your energy a little bit and is calming. But I find for people, for example, that are in fight or flight, you know, they want to fight somebody or they want to run away. um, It doesn't do too much, you know, because you're like out there and you're just like, I still have your mind's racing. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to give your body something to catch up with. That's where it's like if checking in where you are and then doing the action that's appropriate to where you're feeling. So it's like if you're like, wow, I really do want to crawl into a hole, probably going outside and grounding would be perfect for you. So what would you recommend for women, so what would you who, recommend have for women libido, who have a low um, libido? Something that they could do um, to, get, they it could do to get it moving. Yeah. Today? Yeah. Now. So I'm going to give you a few things. So some of them are going to be like maybe things to look into as to what it may be affecting or what affecting your libido. And then maybe some strategies that you could take today to start feeling better so when it comes to low libido i would say um we immediately think hormones right 
we think my testosterone's low, which it, it may be. Your testosterone may be low. We think of testosterone as the male hormone. Um, it's not. We all have testosterone. So there's that. Um, and you might actually have low testosterone. So I not necessarily hopping on the bandwagon of um, supplementing with testosterone. But this is my number one thing to start with. And nobody wants to hear this. <laughs> it is you need to balance your blood sugar. Because imbalanced blood sugar and high glucose, circulating glucose, all of this is actually affecting testosterone. Now. But why not for men? Why not for men? So it does. Actually, if men's testosterone is imbalanced, they should um, bring that in. The thing that is tricky with um, women is we have like one added factor that has to do with testosterone. And that is when we are dealing with insulin resistance, your ovaries can get triggered to produce more testosterone. And then if your sex hormone binding globulin is off, um, you may actually have a lot of total testosterone but not a lot of available testosterone. So that's just something to kind of, um, Interesting. It, your ovaries are, your ovaries and your adrenals, they are impacted slightly differently than just men and testosterone because that's produced by the testes. Stress doesn't really come into that, which is, which is frustrating and tricky because like yeah. men can deal with stress so much better because their adrenals aren't coming in to like hang out with their hormone production. So that's kind of like, it is very important for men to balance their blood sugar. It's important for everybody. It's actually important for your kids. Your kids will stop being as hangry. Your kids will have less, um, less focusing issues, you know, less tantrums if they have balanced blood sugar. So if mom can nail this and Premenstrual, uh, Leah. I tell everyone. I was like, the two things that I like learned in life that have helped me the most is like magnesium. Yep. And then when you taught on your podcast, the balancing your blood sugar. Yep. I remember the week before my period during that time mm -hmm. when I did really good about doing eating my meals in the correct order. Yeah. I was the nicest person the week before my period. It was yep. so markedly different. And yep. I've told you about that too. I'm like, okay, Leah says if we go to an Italian restaurant. We eat our salad first for the fiber, yep. and then we eat the chicken, and we have chicken fettuccine, and then at the end, we have the carb and or the dessert. Yes. So I tell everyone. Yes. Because it really does actually work. It does. And the thing is, we make it so complicated, and you know, people are like, I should do keto. I should do intermittent fasting. I should go carnivore. I should go vegan. Like, all of these super extremes, and I'm like... Are you going to sustain that? I mean, A, I have my own bone to pick with all of them, but like, are you going to sustain it? Like when it comes to making these lifestyle choices, it's really about sustainability. And because you didn't get sick overnight, so you're not going to heal overnight. So we have to create the lifestyle for the body to heal. And blo balanced blood sugar is the most sustainable thing ever in your entire life because you can go eat out you can go to the italian restaurant you can go wherever and you can still balance your blood sugar um so the more balanced your blood sugar is this is the more stable your mood's going to be and the less inflammation you're going to have 
Like everything's going to be so much better. So when it comes to balancing blood sugar, it's not just for pre-diabetics. It's not for diabetic, not just for diabetics. Like everybody needs to do this. And the other argument I hear, I'm just going to like, I just want to get rid of all the arguments before like people. So then you know yeah, how you to do it. Hey, you're the expert. We're just uh, yeah. The other big argument I get is that your body naturally is meant to deal with these spikes. And so your pancreas will just bring down your glucose and it, and it will, right? But why are we making our body work extra? And all these extra spikes in glucose are directly impacted to mental health. And on top of that, they, they cause so much inflammation. Alzheimer's is called type three diabetes. Like what, why are we not making this connection? You know, like 98% of Americans have a metabolic disorder. 98. That's a lot. Um, so balancing your blood sugar is quite simple. Um, I'll use my box. So half your plate is veggies, your fiber, a quarter protein, a quarter fat and carb literally that simple it's literally that simple and aim to get about at least three quarters of your ideal body weight in protein a day so like if you weigh 150 you would be getting i'm really bad at math like what 130 (laughs) um grams of protein a day um if you are working out you actually need to be getting in per pound, like gram per pound of ideal body weight. And I'm nursing. So I also have to get an extra 25. So I have to hit about 140 grams of protein every single day. And let me tell you, if you do that, you will be full. You will be satiated. You will not have cravings. You will have more energy. And, and you'll be like, wow, I just didn't even want all the chocolate cookies in my house. We always think cravings are, we have really bad willpower. What's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Why can't I say no to this? Why do I feel like I need to eat all the pasta? Directly correlated to blood sugar imbalance. If you can nail your breakfast, I promise you, you will have more energy and you will have less cravings. Like I can like, I can promise you. Um, You do have to nail that breakfast. Then more libido. Yes. And less stress. Yes. Yes. It's literally number one thing. And then your kids, your kids will have better energy. Your kids will have better focus at school. Your kids will have less tantrums because a lot of times, like we just think, oh, let's give them sugary cereal. Let's give them toast and bagels, right? Your kids also need that protein and fat um, to be satiated and to have stable moods. We we look at being hangry as a personality trait, and it's not. It's a blood sugar imbalance issue. So when you have those cravings, that's because blood sugar came down too low, and your body's smart, and it goes, what's the fastest way to get this blood sugar up? Oh, uh, carbs, sugar, because carbs turn into yeah. sugar, right? So it's not that you have an issue with cravings. It's not that you have a willpower issue. It's really just a blood sugar imbalance. So I would start there. So what would a slam dunk breakfast look like to you? And then also second question, how many times a day do you eat? I'm nursing, so I eat a lot of food. (laughs) Um, But 
So a slam dunk breakfast for me. Okay. So my go-to breakfast right now um, is a little bit different than when I'm not nursing. So I'll give you a few forms. So my nursing breakfast right now is I have chicken sausage. Um, there is a brand that I will butcher their name. So I, I won't try at Costco. That's amazing. Um, it has like 16 grams of protein in it. So I have that and you saute it up with some veggies like peppers are one of my go-tos cause they have lots of vitamin C in it. Um, and then I make oats. So right now I have extremely bougie oats and you don't need to do it like that, but I will tell you how I make my oats and you can make your oats however you want. So I get the seven Sundays protein oats. Um, I love their ingredients. I love the transparency of that company. Um, and I also get regular, I'm realizing how bougie this sounds. I also have regular <laughs> oats from the brand one degree. I get both of these at Costco. Um, and then I have, um, a pro protein powder. Now I use, I Organifi is one of my favorites. And then Paleo Valley is my other favorite for oats. Like I, I don't know what it is, but like whey protein in oats gives me the EBGBs. It is so disgusting. I don't know why. Maybe this is just me, but it has to be vegan or it has to be like bone broth. I just can't, can't do whey. So I will, um, do a serving of each of those oats and then I will mix in my seed cycling seeds and extra fiber and I'll put my serving of protein powder in there and that brings 10, 20, 35, 40. Um, I have about, that's okay, 45 grams of protein for breakfast. Awesome. So you do two servings of oats then? Well, like half and half. It's like one serving of each of them. If you actually look at the serving, like a serving size of oats is a third of a cup. It's actually not that much. Yeah. Um. So that is what I do when I'm not nursing. Um. Hey, Landon, can you switch his toy out so he's not using that toy? What toy? The one that's shaking <laughs> and, and making noise. Can you give him maybe this toy? It's kind of, I mean, he's doing it to a nice beat. Here, I'll take it. Thanks, buddy. Um, when I'm not nursing, I typically do sauteed up vegetables with two eggs um, and chicken sausage and sometimes a piece of fruit. So the minimum okay. amount of protein that I get in for breakfast is 30 grams. I just do oats right now so because of um, uh, milk supply and I'm running and I just am burning through more carbs. So I just, I need more carbs yeah. right now. But um, those are some of my favorite breakfasts. I know there's some people that really love doing like cottage cheese with their seeds and their berries. And then maybe they'll saute up some vegetables um like with some eggs if they want some extra is that okay because that sounds really good yeah cottage cheese is really really i thought you were gonna say but however <laughs> yay no i i had no i have no but um it literally it's good you can that one's really good just aiming for that 30 grams of protein is is really really important um and just keeping your carbs on the lower glycemic level for breakfast is, is important, but, and then I typically I think I struggle with the adrenals and busyness and not getting a break ever. And she's kicking my butt in the gym, uh, four days a week now. 
So I do, I know I could never do like lighter eating and things like that. And I know I probably need to kick up my protein, but I bet that will really help me there. Getting your protein up. Most women are extremely under eating. So like if we could just bring up the protein, bring up what we're eating in general, that helps your digestion and it helps your hormones. You know, we're just severely under eating. Um, so that's a really, really um, good one to pay attention to. Um, what about animal protein too? Like, are you good on all animal protein? No pork or? I'm good on all animal protein. Um, I'm definitely in the camp that women need animal protein. There's actually a very small percentage of women that don't need animal protein. And you, I know there's people that that really annoys, but if you go down the rabbit holes of like how, um, you can convert, um, into retinol. So like that in vitamin A, like you're, you can go down a whole train with that. Um, but very few women don't need animal protein is a very small percentage, you know, at whatever level you would like to consume it. I think quality is so important here. Pork is a garbage animal. And I would say, unless you're raising your pigs and you know what's going into them and how they're being processed, I don't really recommend pork. But like, I have a lot of people who are like, oh, I know my farmer, like knock yourself out. You know, if you, and the more you can get really um, connected with your farmers is going to be really good. So that's where I would start. Um, And I typically get in three big meals a day and sometimes one snack it just kind of depends on what we're rolling but my goal is by lunchtime i have to like have hit like 90 to 100 grams of protein by like noon and then i'm like rolling and cruising i'm gonna try it (laughs) and for a lot of people you're not gonna be able to do that overnight that may take a little bit to work up to, and it may take a little bit to like work into your routine and see how, you know, you're slowly building up and seeing how you can sneak some things in. Like, you know, whenever I have a snack, it's, I'll make like those protein energy ball recipes. That's like pinned on my Instagram. If you're, mm-hmm. if you follow me there, um, I make those and I'll have that like with a meat stick. Right. And you know, I'll bring up my protein there and just little things like that. Um, We just don't prioritize our protein when we're looking at snacks and when we're looking at meals. You know, we're like, is this healthy? Does it have bread? Okay. I might be oversimplifying it, but like that's truly, I feel like, where people, you know, and and bread isn't necessarily the enemy unless you have an immune response to gluten. But um, so I would start there. Um, And then some things you can do today to start helping libido besides that. So one of the biggest killers of libido is birth control. So sorry. (laughs) That's actually a very big side effect of birth control. Um, And so that's a big one. Um, So there's a homeopathic remedy. No wonder people aren't getting pregnant. We thought it was the birth control. (laughs) That is such, that is a popular meme, Nikki. Like if you've seen that in the meme, like, you know, castle, it's a, it's a good one. People are like, this is why birth control. (laughs) is the thing um but i like the homeopathic remedy sepia um s-e-p-i-a that typically resonates well with um especially postpartum moms so that can be really really useful and then i also really like an oat straw infusion now just bear with me it's disgusting i'm gonna just tell you it's disgusting um but 
is relatively quite cheap to make, you know? So if it's not super expensive, it's going to help, like, knock yourself out. It is, it's, it's gross, okay? I'm not going to tell you it tastes good. You get organic oat straw from wherever. I got mine from Rose Mountain Herbs, and you can get a really big thing of it for, like, $20. And you get a mason jar, and you will fill it half up with oat straw and then you boil some water and literally take it off the stove so it's just done boiling you're going to pour in and fill the mason jar seal it cover it with a towel store it overnight and then strain it drink it the next morning you can reuse your oat straw again so you basically can get two batches out of every single one of them i think it's from the ac unit buddy and what would be like how often do you drink it or i would do it every day for a while see how you feel or a couple times a week you you drink everything what does it do what does it do that in turn it affects the libido it is really 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 high in minerals so it is very mineral rich um but it is just wonderful juice to your adrenals So it's a really good one. What's the salivating? Are we we gonna (laughs) take like an ounce of it or like an eight ounce glass? Like what's the? Be like an eight ounce, yeah. Oh, big Um, it's gross. Um, so what I have done to like make we can do gross. (laughs) Just chug it. I put it. So I'm all about like um elevating the simple things of life you guys so if you put it in like a nice little glass that you have like if you want to drink your kombucha on a wine glass or your oat straw in this beautiful glass and then i put some lemon juice in there and i put a splash of raw milk and that makes it palatable doesn't taste good but it's palatable i will say though people are like oh just put in honey and sweeten it and i'm like well yeah but I wasn't drinking it with a meal and here we go with the blood sugar balance route. What's going to happen if you just put in like two tablespoons of honey into something, you're going to spike your blood sugar. So I was just like, you know what? I will drink the gross concoction, but, um, it's a great one. I I love bringing that in for adrenal support. It's low glycemic. Um, so those would be like the things I would, I would do. I mean, Oat straw doesn't actually fix any like root cause issues, but it's a good support. Do you mind um, sharing about somebody, another mom, another woman that you've helped and seen great results with? So what kind of like category do we want to go in? Like heavy periods, energy, like, I don't know. What's that energy? I feel like all women relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to like pick one of these. So I will say that when it comes to women and self-care or not even self-care health, you know, we put our health on the back burner. We can keep pushing through. We can keep pushing through and we, we don't want to invest in our health because a, we're like, well, what if it doesn't work? Or what if I do this and I'm not able to stick to it or I'm too busy. And we constantly just are it internally literally it's just like we just don't think we're worthy of like feeling amazing and feeling vibrant and doing all of these things we're feeling pretty yeah yeah and so i have all these moms specifically um who have had a couple kids at this point and very drained like very depressed very drained like 
so tired, just can't lose weight, and super bloated. Like, digestion is just bad. I had one, and I started with her, and she had really bad migraines. And I want to say it was, like, two, three weeks in, she was like, I... Like, I keep getting these headaches. I'm like, okay, let's, you know, let's change some things around. So we changed some things around, implemented a few things. And she um, messaged me after a couple weeks and she's like, I lost 20 pounds. And I'm like, how did you lose 20 pounds? You didn't actually lose. You can't lose 20 pounds that fast. It's not humanly possible. But like water weight and her digestion, her digestion got so much better that like she wasn't looking like she was six months pregnant from her bloat every single day. Like her digestion was amazing and her headaches went away. Her energy went away. And the reason why I share her is because her husband reached out to me and was like, thank you for giving me my wife back. And I have so many husbands that have told me that like either sent emails or they run into somebody that I know and they're like, oh my gosh, like she worked with my wife and when libido is okay now, <laughs> maybe that's why they're so excited. <laughs> yeah. But like when, when you think about that, we often are like, I like to give this analogy where we constantly think of like, oh, we need to fill up our cup so we can pour into other people. But what if you are this coffee mug and you taking care of your health is you constantly pouring into it that you overflow into everybody else in your life? That's how I think about taking care of your health because now she teaches her kids how to have blood sugar balance so they can have energy and do better at school. She can teach that to her husband and she has energy to play with her kids. And like when I get the ripple effect, yes, exactly. And I, I know that I've created that legacy that they can pass on when the husbands are like, thank you for giving me my wife back. And the kids are like, mom's back. Um, it's also very entertaining when I have women message me and they will say something like my kid, like, especially their girls just didn't believe it was the week before my period. They're like, mom, you're not cranky enough to be on the week before your period. I'm like, see, like you can have amazing periods. You can have these stable moods. You, you can have energy. And when you feel that way, like there are some days when I just feel like everybody needs to experience, everyone needs to experience this, you know, like to have energy and just feel like, wow, I am on top of the world in terms of my health and I have energy and I know I keep coming back to the energy, but when you have energy and when you have those stable moves, yeah. you can conquer so much else because you can come right. into it with that powerful mindset. So that's where we are always starting first with the foundations like blood sugar balance and bringing up that energy and supporting those moods because then we can support all the other things. It's yeah. so good. It definitely affects everything. Yeah. yeah. So Leah, since we can't talk forever, which I think we would prefer to, <laughs> how can women that you really spoke to today that are listening now, how can they get in touch with what you are doing out on the world wide web? <laughs> <laughs> 
podcasts on the World Wide Web. Um, so I do have a podcast. It's called. Um, we're 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 new at podcasting. We don't use words properly sometimes. So grace. <laughs> no, I'm like I haven't heard that. Did that one. ever happen to you? <laughs> I often use words incorrectly. I had this issue with one of my clients today, who is a nurse, and I was trying to say we need to increase the potency and lower the frequency of it. But I couldn't think of the word frequency. So I was like, increase the potency and lower the dosage. And she's like, I don't think that's what you meant. <laughs> I'm like, you're correct. It's not what I meant. <laughs> um, anyways, I have a podcast. It's called Balancing Hormones Naturally. So that is always good fun. Um, I have always have cool guests that are on. Um, I get to have some cool interviews. And um, if you're interested in the energy um, and the libido, I'm actually going to point you right to an episode. And um, you should go listen to the episode with Brandy on functional mushrooms. She goes over a functional mushroom in there that is like chef's kiss for um, libido, actually. I won't spill the beans. You can just go listen. I'm not a functional mushroom expert, so you can go listen to her. Um, So I have a podcast, and then I'm on all the social medias. If you just uh, look for Leah, L-E-A-H underscore B-R-U-E-G, I'm on Instagram and TikTok. Are you accepting new clients? By the time this airs, probably not. Um, I'm so sorry. Except to your cousin. (laughs) Yeah. I'll hook you up. Okay. <laughs> I'm in on this deal. Um, we have a program that's launching and it launches the end of September and we're open, like we're running it through October. Um, but we are actually closing down enrollment for any clients after that because we have some exciting things that are coming in 2024. Um, and so we have to change some of our backend systems because we want to be able to Right now, Leah is at max capacity. So I want to be able to bring on more um, women that we can help, but I don't want to lose our client care because that is like the best thing is our client care. And that's, you know, our, I know my clients. And so I need to actually train a couple practitioners. So I am bringing on a couple practitioners and training them so that we can still have client care, but helps more women. So we're closing down enrollment for a little bit. It's amazing. Well, we have your podcast. Yes. Well, I have a, I have you. No, you're not going away. No, we have your podcast, which again, that's, I actually, before even doing this podcast, I did not really listen to podcasts. Yeah. Uh, maybe I just wasn't out and about enough. I was just always at my home and at my desk working. So anyways, I started listening to your podcast and I couldn't stop that so you bring on so many like expert speakers yeah. that I, every episode I was just like, how are you getting these women on? This was so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. so anyways, um, I don't know. I've been very fed with it and I know a lot of our listeners will be too. Yeah. I think Thank they'll you so like much. it. But last question. Yeah. What are you having for dinner tonight? You know, the only reason why I know that is because it's leftovers. So there's that. Uh, yeah, I know. So boring. Well, what kind of leftovers? Um, so um, I have, um, I, I meal, I don't meal prep, I batch cook. And so the next couple of weeks are pretty busy for us. So I batch cooked a couple meals. So I did, um, it's called a, it's like a skillet meal. It was a bunch of ground beef and vegetables. 
and saute it up. And then I um, just added potatoes. <laughs> so boring yeah hey yeah it's good but I you like can it. make big hey, cans of it <laughs> and then do you freeze it or you keep it in your fridge i keep it in the fridge so we'll just like go through that so i made that meal and then i made like a chicken pot pie without the pot pie i i kind of just adapt all of my recipes again we want that blood sugar balance right and so yeah. um i just took the pot pie filling i just make that and then if i want to top it over some mashed potatoes or something like that or um, i made some sourdough biscuits you can add that and then you're a little bit more in control of your portions you're our hero ah, thanks <laughs> We'll skip over me. Lastly, Samantha, what are you having for dinner? We have a small group tonight. It's foodie night. So we're having pork steaks. Um, and then, like, I'm making ranch bacon, uh, potato salad, and then someone else is bringing uh, roasted veggies and all kinds of yummy stuff. That's so nice. has a culinary <laughs> So it's always good. I do not eat chicken. chicken. Landon wants to eat some food. He's gonna eat some food. He's like, "Do you want to eat some food?" Um, I saw that you had a culinary degree, and I was like, "Do you want to come cook for me, please?" Well, like, like what you're doing too. Like, she can make anything, like balancing, like a balanced meal, taste really good. Yeah, so that's maybe our goal, right? You're gonna help me do it. Yeah, I think sometimes. Oh, thank you, sweetie. I think sometimes I think that if you are eating healthy it means you can't eat foods which like i do think like high fructose corn syrup and food diet are the devil like i don't think people should eat those <laughs> but you know outside of that i feel like you can fit a lot of stuff in it's just about balance and it can taste good like i think we just think yeah. if you're eating healthy it's it's bland and it's boring and nobody likes it yeah mm -hmm. all food should taste good <laughs> i agree it's my philosophy I agree. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are welcome. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see through my feelings now. I can see through.